Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Oh my gosh, how many bracelets have you made? Five, good job. Well, also, I made an extra one because mm-hmm. for, well, yeah, actually five. I made all, well, I technically made six. Mm-hmm. Plus the I three made, that you already finished and gave, and put in a cute little box. What? Plus the three that you already finished. Remember when Angron helped you put them in a box? Oh, that's not to, this, this, this isn't included in this. Yeah. List. Okay. Well, I'm just saying you you definitely did more than five. You did eight, nine, if you did six. Okay, the next two chapters are kind of like short, so I'm just going to do chapter 21 and chapter 22 together. So we're just going to... Well, I had 16 orders already this week. 16 this week? Not this week. Last week, last, last week, week, yeah. That is impressive. Okay. Roll doll. This is the end. This is the end, my friend. Ready? I need help. Because my mom's shaking my hand. Yep. Aggressively shaking that hand. Okay. Heart of a mouse. It was lovely to be back in Norway once again in my grandmother's fine old house. But now I was so small, everything looked different. And it took me quite a while to find my way around. Mine was a world of carpets and table legs and chair legs and little crannies between behind large pieces of furniture. A closed door could not be opened and nothing could be reached that was on the table. But after a few days, my grandmother began to invent gadgets for me in order to make life a little bit easier. She got a carpenter to put together a number of slim, tall stepladders, and she placed one of these against each of the table of the house so that I could climb up whenever I wanted to. She herself invented a wonderful door opening device which ma- made out of wires and springs and pulleys with heavy weights dangling on cords <sighs> and and soon every door in the house had a door opener on it all i wanted to do was press my front paw onto a tiny wood pla- wooden platform and hey presto what happens if you press his whole body on it <laughs> i guess it opens fast huh hey presto a spring would stretch and a weight would drop on the floor and swing open Next, she rigged up an equally ingenious system whereby I could switch on the light whenever I entered the room at night. I cannot explain how it worked because I know nothing about electricity. But there was a little button let onto the floor near the door in every room of the house. And when I pressed that button gently with one paw, the light would come on. When I pressed it a second time, the light would go off again. My grandmother made me a tiny toothbrush. Oh, that's cute. Using a matchstick for a handle. And this, she stuck little bits of bristle on that she had snipped off one of her hairbrushes. You must not get any holes in your teeth, she said. I can't take a mouse to a dentist. He'd think I was crazy. It's funny, I said. But ever since I became a mouse, I hate the taste of sweets and chocolate, so I don't think I'll get any holes. That's funny. They used to call holes cavities holes. 
You are still going to brush your teeth after every meal, my grandmother said. And I did. For a bathtub, she gave me a, a silver sugar basin, and I bathed in it every night before going to bed. She allowed no one else in the house, not even a servant or a cook. We kept entirely to ourselves, and we were very happy in each other's company. One evening, as I lay, uh, as I lay on my grandmother's lap in front of the fire, she said to me, I wonder what happened to that little Bruno. I wouldn't be surprised if his father gave him to the hall porter and drowned Ooh, to drown in the fire bucket, I answered. Oh, my gosh. I'm afraid you might be right, my grandmother said. The poor little thing. We were silent for a few minutes. My grandmother puffing away on her black cigar while I dozed comfortably in the warmth. Can I ask you something, Grandmama? I said, I said ask me anything you like, my darling. How long does a mouse live? Ah, she said, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. There was a silence. She sat there smoking away, gazing at the fire. No, I think it's a couple of years. It's like one to two years or something. Well, I said, how long do we live, us mice? I've been reading about mice, she said, and I have been trying to figure out everything I can about them. Go on, Grandmama. Why don't you tell me? Well, if you really want to know, she said, I'm afraid a mouse does not live for a very long time. How long, I asked. Well, an ordinary mouse only lives for about three years. Okay, yeah. You are a mouse person, and that is a very different matter. How? Oh, it's rat that lives up to 10 to 11 months. Mm, no, I don't think so. I think, like, guinea pigs can live, like, 12 years. But, like, rats live probably... I don't know. I think, like, rats and mice might live the, amount of, the same amount of time. Because I thought that that was, like, a rat lifespan. But I don't know. Um, but, um, but you're a mouse person. How how long does a mouse person live, Grandmama? Longer, she said. Much longer. How much longer, I asked. A mouse person will almost certainly live for three times as long as any ordinary mouse, my grandmother said. About nine years. Oh, good, I cried. That's great. It's the best news I've ever had. Nine years? I know, I think she's just making that up. I Okay. Why do you say that, she asked, surprised. Well, because I never wanted to live longer than you, I said. I couldn't stand being looked after by anyone else. There was a short silence, and she had a very fond... And she had a way of fondling me behind my ears with the tip of one finger. It felt lovely. Um, how old are you, Grandmama? I asked. I'm 86, she said. Will you live another eight or nine years? I might, she said, with a little bit of luck. Well, you've got to, I said, because then I'll be a very old mouse and you'll be a very old grandmother and soon after we'll both die together. That would be perfect, she said. And a little... Oh, I know. And a little do- a little doze after that, I shut my eyes and I thought of nothing that felt at peace in the world. I felt nothing and felt peace with the world. Would you like me to tell you something about yourself that is very interesting, my grandmother said? Yes, please, Grandmama. I said without opening my eyes. I couldn't believe it at first, but apparently it's quite true, she said. What is that? I asked. The heart of a mouse, she said, and that means your heart is beating at the rate of 500 times a minute. Isn't that amazing? That's not possible, I said, opening my eyes. It's as true as I'm sitting here, she said. It's a sort of a miracle. It's nearly nine beats every second, I cried, working out 
working it out in my head. Correct, she said. Your heart is going so fast that it's impossible to hear the separate beats. All, all one hears is a soft humming sound. She was wearing a lace dress and a lace kept tickling, her lace kept tickling my nose. I had to rest my head on the front paw. Have you ever heard of a heart humming away, Grandmama? I asked. Often, she said. I hear it when you are lying very close to me on the pillow at night. The two of us remained silent in front of the fire for a long time after that, thinking about these wonderful things. My darling, she said at last, are you sure that you don't mind being a mouse for the rest of your life? I don't mind being a mouse at all. Or, I don't mind, wait, I don't mind being a mouse at all, I said. It doesn't matter who you are or what what you look like so as long so long as somebody loves you oh okay last chapter remember we're just going to do them together chapter 22 i think it's off to work we go for supper that evening my grandmother had a plain omelet and one slice of bread i had a piece of brown norwegian goat's milk cheese known as goatist i don't know what that is which I had loved even when I was a boy. We ate in front of the fire and my grandmother in her armchair and me on the table with my cheese on a small plate. Grandmama, I said, now that we've done away with the Grand High Witch, will all the other witches in the world gradually disappear? Mm, I'm quite sure that they won't, she answered. I stopped chewing and stared at her. But they must, I cried. Surely they must. I'm afraid not, she said. But if she's not there any longer, how are they going to how are they going to get all of that money that they need? And who's going to give them all the orders and jazz, all the orders and jazz them up at the annual meetings and invent all of their magic formulas for them? When a queen bee dies, there's always another one, another queen in the hive ready to take her place. My grandmother said, "It's the same with witches. In the grand, in the great headquarters, where grand high witches live." Sorry, um. Oh, where the Grand High Witch lives. Okay, great. Oh, there are always there's always another Grand High Witch waiting in the wings to take over should anything happen. Oh, no, I cried. That means everyone, everything we did today was for nothing. Have I become a mouse for nothing at all? We saved the children of England, she said. I don't call that nothing. I know, I know, I cried, but that's not nearly good enough. I felt sure that all the witches had of the world would slowly fade away after we had gotten rid of their leader now you tell me that we had got rid of their no wait wait no no no. now you tell me that everything's going to go on just the same as before well not exactly the same as before my grandmother said for instance there are no longer witches in england that's quite a triumph isn't isn't it but what about the rest of the world i cried what about america and france and holland and germany what about norway you must try not to think about Think you must try not to think I have been sitting. Oh, you must not think I've been sitting back and doing nothing these last few days. She said I've been getting a great deal of thought and time into into that particular problem. I was looking up at her face when she said this to me, and all at once I noticed that her little secret smile was beginning to spread slowly around the corner of her eyes. Why are you smiling, Grandmama? Well, I have some rather interesting news for you, she said. What news? Shall I tell you right before the, from the beginning? Yes, please, I said. I like good news. She had finished her omelet, and I had enough of my cheese. And I had enough of my cheese. She wiped her lips. 
with a napkin and said, as soon as we arrived back in Norway, I picked up the telephone and made a phone call to England. Who in England? My grandmama, the chief of police in, in Bernmoth, my darling. I told him that I was the chief of police for the whole Norway and that I was interested in the pe- peculiar happenings that had recently taken place at the Hotel Magnificent. Uh, and they believed her? I guess, yeah. I'm very good at imitating a man's voice, she said. Of course, I be- of course believe me. The policeman in Bermuth was honored to get a call from the chief of police of the whole Norway. So what did you ask him? Well, I asked him for the name of the address of the lady who had been living in room 454 in the Hotel Magnificent, the one who disappeared. You mean the Grand High Witch, I cried. Yes, my darling. And did he give it to you? Naturally, he gave it to me. One policeman will always help another policeman. By golly, you've got the ner- got a nerve, Grandmama. I wanted her address, my grandmother said, but he did not know her ad. But wait, but did he know her address? He did indeed. They had found her passport in her room, and her and her address was in it. It was also in the hotel register. Everyone who stays in the hotel has to put a name in a book. But surely the Grand High Witch wouldn't put her real name and address to the hotel, would I said. Why ever not, my grandmother said. Nobody in the world has the faintest idea who she was who she was except the other witches. Whenever people went, people simply knew her as a nice lady. You, my darling, and you are the only one or the only non-witch that has ever seen her take her mask off. Even in her home district, the village where she lives, people knew her as the kindly, <sighs> the kindly and very wealthy baroness who gave large sums of money to charity. I have checked up on that. Well, I was getting excited now. And the address you've got, Grandmama, must have been the secret headquarters of the Grand High Witch. It, it, it still is, my grandmother said, and that will be where the gr- new Grand High Witch is certain to be living at this very moment with her revenue, wait, retinue of speech ass- assistant witches. Important roles are always surrounded by a large revenue of assistants. Where are the headquarters, Grandmama? I cried. Tell me where it is, quick. It is in Castle, my grandmother said, and the fascinating thing is that the that castle will be the name and the address of all the witches in the world. How else could a grand high witch run her business? How could she summon the witches of the various countries to their annual meeting? Where is the castle, Grandmama? I cried impatiently. Where is the country? Tell me quick. Guess, she said. Norway, I cried. Right first time, she answered, high up in the mountains above a small village. This was a th- was thrilling news. I did a little dance of excitement on the tabletop. My grandmother was getting pretty worked up herself, and she heaved herself out of the chair and began pacing up and down the room, thumping on the carpet with her stick. So we have to work. We have work to do, you and I. She cried. We have to. Gr- <clears throat> we have a great task ahead of us. Thank heavens, you're a mouse. A mouse can go anywhere. All I have to do is put you down somewhere near Grand High Witch's castle and you will very easily be able to get, get inside and creep around looking and listening to your heart's content. I will, I will, I answered. No one will ever see me. Moving about in a big castle will be child's play compared to going on into a crowded kitchen full of cooks and waiters. You could spend days in there if necessary, my grandmother cried. 
In her excitement, she was waving her stick all over the place, and suddenly she knocked over a tall and very beautiful vase that went crashing to the floor and smashed into millions of pieces. Forget it, she said. It's only Ming. You could spend four weeks in that castle if you wanted to, and they'd never knew you were there. I myself would get a room in the village, and you could sneak out of the castle, and we will have have supper with me every night and tell me what is going on. I could, I could, I cried, and inside the castle, I could go snooping around everywhere. But your main job, of course, my grandmother my grandmother said, would be to destroy every witch in that place. That really would be the end of the whole organization. Me destroy them, I cried. How could I do that? Can't you guess, she said. Tell me, mouse maker, my grandmother shouted. Formula 86 delayed action mouse maker all over again. You will feed it to everybody in the castle by putting drops into their food. You do remember the recipe, don't you? Every bit of it, I answered. You mean we're going to make it ourselves? Why not, she cried. If they can make it, so can we. It's just a question of knowing what goes into it. Who's going to climb up the tree, the tall trees to get a gruntle's egg, I asked. I will, she cried. I'll do it myself. There's plenty of life in this old dog yet. Um, I think I'd better do that part, Grandmama. You might, you might come a cropper. I don't know what that means. Maybe die. Those are just details, she cried, waving her stick again. We shall let nothing stand in our way. And what happens after that, I asked, after the new Grand High Witch and everyone else in the castle have been turned into mice? Well, then the castle will be completely empty, and I shall come in and join you. Wait, I cried. Hold on, Grandmama. I just had a nasty thought. What nasty thought, she said. When the mouse maker turned me into a mouse, I said, I don't. I didn't just become an ordinary mouse that you catch with a mouse trap. I, I became a talking, thinking, intelligent mouse person who wouldn't go near a mouse trap. My grandmother stopped dead in her tracks. She already knew what was coming next. Therefore, I went on. If we use a mouse maker to turn the new Grand High Witches all into another witch, uh, all into other witches, we'll be swarming with very clear, nasty, very dangerous, still talking, thinking mouse witches. They'll all be witches and mouses' clothing, and that, I added, could be very horrible indeed. By golly, you're right, she cried. I never occurred, that never occurred to me. I couldn't possibly take on a, car- a cast full of mouse witches, I said. Nor could I, she said. They'd have to be got rid of at once. They'd, they'd have to be smashed and bashed and chopped into little pieces exactly as they were in the Hotel Magnificent. I'm not doing that, I said. I couldn't anyways. Don't you, don't you think you could either, Grandmama? Oh, don't you think you could either, Grandmama? And a mouse trap would only be the slightest use. By the way, I added, the Grand High Witch who did me wrong about a mouse trap, wasn't she? Yes, yes, my grandmother said. She said impatiently, but I'm not concerned with that Grand High Witch. She's been chopped up along the way by the hotel chef. Is the new Grand High Witch we've got to deal with now? The one up in the castle with all of her assistants? A Grand High Witch is bad enough when she's disguised as a lady. But just think of what she could do when she, if she were a mouse. She could go anywhere. I sh- I've got it, I shouted. I leapt about on foot, 
a foot in the air. I've got the answers. Tell me, my grandmother snapped. The answer is cats, I shouted. Bring on the cats. My grandmother stared at me. Then a grin spread over her face until she shouted, That is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You are a magician, my grand. You're a magician, my grandmother shouted, starting to wave her hands and hand stick about once again. To heck with those vases, she shouted. I'm so thrilled that I don't care if I break the lot of them. Just one, I said. You've got to make absolutely sure that I'm well out of the way before you put those cats in. That's a promise, she said. What will we do after the cats have killed all the mice, I asked her. Well, I'll take the cats back to the village, and then you and I will have the castle completely to ourselves. And then, I said, then we shall go through the records and get the names and addresses of all of the witches in the world. And after that, I said, quivering with excitement, well, after that, my darling, the greatest task of all will begin for you and me. We shall pick up our bags and go traveling all over the world and every country we visit. We shall seek out the house one by one and having found it, you will creep you will creep inside and leave your little drops of deadly mouse maker in the bread or the cornflakes or the rice pudding or whatever food you see lying about. It will be tr a triumph, my darling, a colossal, unbeatable triumph. We shall do it entirely by ourselves, just as you and me. That will be our work for the rest of our lives. My grandmother picked me up off the table and kissed me on the nose. Oh my goodness me we're gonna be busy these next few weeks and months and years she cried i think we are i said but what fun and excitement it is going to be you can say that again my grandmother said giving me another kiss i cannot wait to get started is there a part okay it's it yay done is there another book like the witches too mom hello huh? huh? well, you like rolled doll so maybe Sure, maybe. Well, I've never read this Roald Dahl book. Oh. Okay.